I said, you know what? Sure. Took me a minute to kind of get my head around it and sort of put away that side of yourself that feels like I don't want to ask people to give me money because it just feels kind of awkward and weird and everything. But they're doing it because I have to make expensive changes to my home to make it safe for Mark when he gets home. And I had to be able to hire caregivers. And then even though, and this is what my caveat to them was, if you put this out there, please, please let people know we have two forms of insurance. I mean, I tried to be as prepared as possible for anything. And, you know, unfortunately, we did not prepare for this, (laughs) you know, such a life changing event. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. Today, we're going to do something a little different. I'm basing this on my recent experience. As many of you who follow the podcast know, my husband, Mark, had four massive strokes on Christmas. And I'm experiencing a lot of the things that I've always talked about on the podcast, being an advocate, being a caregiver, going through the system of hospital to rehab and and then on to home. Right now, we are at the point in our journey where my husband is in rehab. He is in a really, really good brain stroke rehab in Dallas, and it's over an hour away from my house, so it makes it a little little difficult trying to uh, you know manage everything and get to see him regularly. But our next phase of this journey is that he will be coming home and continuing with outpatient rehab, but there's a lot that's going to have to happen. He is paralyzed on his right side, and he has um, aphasia of his speech. It's very, very hard to understand him. So things that I'm going to have to put in place are going to be modifications to my home, probably having caregivers, or very likely having caregivers. I don't know how you know, many hours a day, but it's interesting because this is all the things I talk to people about every day about their loved ones. And now I am living this right beside you. And as I'm on this journey, I'm making note of things that that I see that I didn't know about before, or just never really, it never really occurred to me. If you are on a journey with a loved one who has a life-changing illness or accident, so, you know, like a stroke, dementia, Parkinson's, MS, whatever it may be, and none of us think this is going to happen to us, right? This is, especially I'm 58, my husband's 62. We don't really think about these things happening. This is that that big catastrophe that is not going to happen to us. But you know what? I'm just here to tell you, like not to be a cliche, but your life can change in an instant. And our life and what we knew as our life has completely changed. So I'm saying all this because it's going to lead me to today's topic, which is when you need help and financial help. And that is, that's a super hard thing, I think, for any of us to ever ask for. So when you have someone who has an illness that is going to be an ongoing life-changing illness, they're not able to work anymore. 
maybe they're able to, they were already collecting Social Security. So if you're older in age, say you've already retired and you're getting Social Security, you know, you have one set of options here. If you're kind of falling in that age where, like my husband is 62, you're into a whole other kind of deal. You know, you work on things like we're trying to get him Social Security disability. Of course, you have to go three months with a stroke. And I'm going to do another podcast episode that's all about Social Security, what Social Security disability is, best ways to get it, all of that. We'll, we'll get into that because I've been in the midst of working with Social Security and that's, that's something. But what I, I want to bring up is that, and I don't know why this is like, this is a hard one for me to talk about because I think a lot of us are very prideful and, and I hate to ask people to help me. But when you're in a crisis like this, you have to accept help and you have to sort of get over yourself and do what is right for, for your family and for your loved one who is now disabled. So I did a podcast early on, I think in January where I just wanted to say, you know, if someone is offering to bring you a meal to give you money to help pay for gas going back and forth, if you're having to drive an hour each way, offering to take your dogs for a walk, whatever it is, say yes, you know, just take them up on it, because they're sincerely making this offer from their heart. And if it's going to help you say yes. <laughs> so then and like I said, I did a whole podcast about that. But I am one of these people that it's super hard for me to take help. And I think because I'm just used to like being in control and never been in this kind of situation. So for our situation, because my husband is not getting Social Security, has no income coming in at this point, And he is this is a life changing event. Hopefully he will walk again. I mean, we are all praying for the best outcome there is. But my house is not set up for someone who's handicapped. And I own this business. I work. I can't be home all the time. And my youngest is still in college. She's a sophomore in college. So it's not, you know, a reasonable thought for me to quit working and stay home as a full-time caregiver. It's financially, we can't do it. And I love my work. I love what I do and I'm not going to give it up. So we have to figure out what we're going to do. With all that being said, some of my friends stepped in and they said, we're going to do fundraisers for you and we're going to do a GoFundMe, which is one of the crowdfunding sources. There's several different ones out there. So I said, you know what? Sure. Took me a minute to kind of get my head around it and sort of put away that side of yourself that feels like I don't want to ask people to give me money because it just feels kind of awkward and weird and everything. But they're doing it because I have to make expensive changes to my home to make it safe for Mark when he gets home. And I have to be able to hire caregivers. And then even though, and this is what my caveat to them was, if you put this out there, please, please let people know we have two forms of insurance. I mean, I tried to be as prepared as possible for anything. And, you know, unfortunately, we did not prepare for this, <laughs> you know, such a life changing event. So insurance is covering most everything. We still have, you know, some fights with CareFlight and some other things, but it is covering most of that. Thank God there are some outstanding bills that we're still submitting and trying to get paid. But the other big thing is like, you know, caregivers are, are not cheap. And, you know, I talk to people all the time about this, about if you have veterans benefits, sometimes you can get caregiving. There's different ways and sort of like 
analyzed my situation. And there's really not a whole lot because my husband was not in the military. Uh, I wish he was. There's not a whole lot out there. We make too much money to qualify for certain programs. And, you know, it's just it's just what it is. And I sound like I'll stuttery talking about this. But Anna, my producer, and I talked about this topic and that it is good to get this out to people because people don't really talk about this. And that's why I'll talk about anything and share my journey. If it's going to help someone, I will share this. You know, all this says to, to tell you to put away your ego. And if you need help, let people help you, whether they're helping from your church, whatever they're doing, if they're doing fundraisers for you. My friends have done several fundraisers where we've gone to a restaurant and the restaurant gave back a percentage of the proceeds of the night if people said that they were there for in support of Mark Williams, my husband. So there are ways that you can do that. And then there's also you can do a GoFundMe. And my friend set up a GoFundMe. You know, we've had several donations. We've had a lot of people mail us checks because with any of these sort of crowdfunding sources, you do have to, there's like a percentage that goes to the GoFundMe. So I've had several people just mail us checks and, you know, just to help out. And it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, I'm so grateful. I just, this is sort of my second part of this podcast is sort of like a love letter (laughs) to everyone who has supported us whether they, you know, donate it to the GoFundMe, donate it at one of our fundraisers, sent a, a card to Mark, a Goodwill card. He loves cards, and we have his whole room decorated in them at rehab. People who have just sent me a note or told me they're praying on social media, all of those, I mean, we are just overwhelmed with the love and good will of people everywhere, people we know, friends and family, plus people we don't know who have just reached out and been so exceptionally kind to us. So that's really my message here on this podcast is, like I said, one, to just thank everyone who has been so wonderful to us through this. And also to put it out there that, uh, I mean, none of us are immune. The worst can happen. This is the worst, worst case scenario of, I mean, like financially and you know, figuring out how you're going to care for a loved one ongoing because they've had a life-changing event. So again, just putting that out there, putting it out that sometimes we have to ask for help as hard as it is, or even if we're not asking for help, we have to accept help because people are going to offer it and we have to get over ourselves <laughs> and just and take take the help because we all we all need help sometimes. And I know, you know, and, and thinking back after I felt sort of like awkward about the whole gun, GoFundMe thing, then I thought back, oh, my gosh, through the past, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, I've always given to GoFundMes. If I saw someone's story, whether I knew them or not, if their story touched my heart, I, I gave. I'm sure most of us have done that or seen something and, and helped someone. So don't deny help for yourself if if you need it. If you're in a situation, you're caring for a loved one, you can't do it financially, you need some help. There's always this way of doing it. Family and friends who may put together fundraisers for you or do a GoFundMe. But anyhow, that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. And I will be sharing more. It's just as I go through this journey, as I said, things come up that never crossed my mind before because I wasn't walking this path. 
and I'm helping so many, I can help you help people navigate different things. But now I'm seeing it from their eyes. You know, I'm I'm walking on that same journey and it's different when it's you. Like you see more. <laughs> I've learned a lot more since December 25th about healthcare, about disabilities. I've just, I've learned a lot and I know I have a lot more to learn and I will definitely share that with all of you. All right. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week. Be sure to follow on my website, follow the podcast, like it, share it, and then you can find all podcasts on my website, which is lauriwilliams-seniorservices.com. Thanks for listening. 